This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. We have a interesting topic, I think, for you. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, we're going over a policy that was put in put in force in 1966. Is that right? May 18th, 1966. It's pretty impressive, too. And so what we're going to do for you guys is we have the annual statement, and we're just going to go over this. Um, we're going to share the details with you. Um, people have a lot of, what should we call it, Kyle? Um, reservation about uh, whole life insurance doesn't work. I would yeah. say, and uh, I realize this policy, um, you guys can't see it, um, but we got our hands on it, and we're going to go over all the details of it basically for you, aside from naming names and the policy number. So Yeah, and it also kind of goes to show you that there's not one certain way to design a policy either, because this is a very simple, basic, traditional whole life, all-based policy, which a lot of people say is, you know, is always bad, but I mean... This this stood the test of time. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, let's get into it. Policy is issued by Northwestern Mutual, um, a mutual company, as it says in their name. Um, so it is participating. There are dividends paid to the policy. Yep. Um, the the policy is is sixty five life. So what that means um, is you can pay premiums into the policy if you choose to, until you're age 65. If you have a policy that has like a 100 or a 121 in the name, you can pay into them until that age if you want to, but you are not required to. Nope. Okay. Um, this policy was very small. Um, the, the basic insurance amount or the face amount, the death benefit, when this policy was issued, Kyle... It sounds very small in today's world. Uh, And the premium was also very small, $39.78. Which that equates to today, what is it, about $327. Yeah, so she's paying, though, because this was a guaranteed premium, she is paying dollars that are worth less today for that same insurance amount. Yep. So that's a bargain in itself. Sure. And um, it's also valuable to note that all along the way, she had access to the value of this policy. Yeah, and it just would have been magnified more if the premiums were higher. As so. It's what Nelson talks about, adding scale to this. Yep. People look at this as the, as the bare minimum. You know, I I want to get as much insurance as I can for the least amount possible. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a limited uh, view of what the life insurance product has to offer. Yeah, exactly. So um, that was uh, $2,938. That was the initial death benefit. Because this is a participating policy and uh, dividends go back into, um, well, in this case, right now with this policy, um, dividends are purchasing paid up additions. We are assuming that dividends have always purchased paid-up additions in this policy, 
We don't know that for a fact, but we are assuming it. And paid up additions buy paid up additional life insurance. So today, the death benefit on the policy is $25,599. Not bad for um, such a small. Yeah, almost 10 times <clears throat> what she, uh, this was a lady, almost 10 times the initial amount. And she's paying in depreciating dollars for that enhanced benefit, that enhanced yep. death benefit. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now, um, this is kind of interesting to me anyways. This policy, the annual premium, as we said, was $39.78. It had a guaranteed increase in cash value of $309.97 in one year's time, and the dividend for the past year was $343.80. So in total, $39.78 was paid into the policy. The policy grew by $693.55. Pretty cool. That is awesome. <laughs> and And I should say, this policy would continue to grow if you didn't pay any more premiums on it sure but why would you ever want to stop paying into a policy when it is cruising along like that exactly that's something we say all the time and here's just proof and a testament to that yeah but just the limited scope of man i hope that i can stop paying premiums <laughs> you know yeah but yet it's just a better place to warehouse your money as nelson would say yeah i mean like i, I mean this this just proves that absolutely um where else can you put your money that it's going to do this? Where you have guarantees, like you're not going to lose it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The, the fact, the thing that, that I am always so attracted to with life insurance is the fact that not only does it grow like this, but you can access that money at any point in time. Sure. I mean, that is what is so attractive is the accessibility of this money. And it can work for anybody. Absolutely. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. You can be anything, and this, this can work for you if, if you want it to. Yep. And, and like a mentor of mine says, I mean, this is just like a blueprint. You know what is going to happen with these policies, and you can have more than what that blueprint says even with if dividends are declared, which they have been for a very long time Yeah. with the companies that Kyle and I write with. Um, I mean, it's just... It's a just as Nelson said, it's so simple. It's just a great place to warehouse your wealth until you have another use for that money. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not the end all be all. I mean, it can be put as that, but it's a great option. It's it's the best option that we know of. Yeah, exactly. I like how you said that, Kyle. Um, okay, let's get back to this. Uh, the policy. Um, the policy. Oh, I'm on the wrong line here. Let me move. Uh, the cost basis of the policy. So premiums that have been paid into the policy in total are $2,051.50. Um, so somewhere along the way, the policy paid for the premiums because it should be a number a little bit higher than that if we are doing uh, $39.78 a year. Mm -hmm. So there was up to maybe three or four years where the premiums were not paid by the policyholder 
on this policy. Um, and that's okay. That's the flexibility that you have with these products. Exactly. Um, but anyways, $2,051.50 cost basis. Today, almost exactly 55 years, um, this policy has cash value, value that you can access. Um, it's $15,755.82. Pretty awesome, isn't it? That's a lot more than you paid in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But this doesn't work, Kyle. No, it's a horrible <laughs> place to put your money. <laughs> um, I misspoke just a little bit. Um, she has access to $15,289.78, um, and the accumulated value was $15,755.82. So she has access to 97% of the cash value mm-hmm. of this policy. That's very high liquidity. That's something we talk about a lot, liquidity. Yeah, and if you think we're full of it on this, we can black out all the personal information on this and show you this if you <laughs> Yeah, if you just reach out. send us a request. We'll gladly, gladly share that. Um, so... If she wants to borrow from the policy, the current loan interest rate is five and a quarter percent. There are no policy loans outstanding on this policy. And Kyle, what what was the rate of return on this policy over those fifty five years? Yeah, so we date. we calculated it, and it was right at six percent. And that six percent is a tax free six percent. That you had access to yeah, all along the way. So that 6% is probably closer to 8 or 9% if you figure in taxes. Absolutely, on depending on what tax bracket you're in. So what would be interesting, I guess, and maybe we should look this up, is what would you have earned on your money if you put it in the market? Yeah. In this period. That The only thing that I don't like about that is the fact that when you do that, you do not have the same accessibility. Sure. Now, now I should say that you have liquidity of that money, but this is something that Kyle and I have talked about behind closed doors is how many people are, are going to be willing to sell in a down market, you know, to take advantage of an op- opportunity. Yeah. Um, maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but I think it's something to seriously consider. And it's also... Um, I would say easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, your mind might change when you see red in a ledger. Yeah. Well, you know, put your, put your money where your mouth is and it's, things are a little different. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, putting your money where your mouth is, um, that's exactly what we're doing. Paying large premiums into life insurance policies. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's something we think we also think is important. Like, if you're if you're looking at doing policies, you definitely need to be choosing somebody who obviously knows infinite banking, life insurance, and who's using the policy and who's actually paying some premium, not somebody who's you know paying two thousand dollars a year. I mean, you need somebody who's making it a lifestyle, absolutely, which is exactly what we're doing. So, and I, okay, so I can just see it, Kyle. Like, people are thinking. Man, there's only $15,000 of cash value here. I mean, what's what's she really going to go out and do with that, you know, as a as a 
to take on a business opportunity or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just got to relate this back to add zeros to this, add scale to this. I mean, yeah, think what if, what if this was a $5,000 policy back then? What are we looking at? <laughs> right. I mean, those are just, um, that is what Nelson was conveying. You have to get off of the mindset of I pay all this premium. I want the most I can get for the least I can pay. That's term insurance yep. for you. Okay. You have to get off of that mindset. You have to be willing to put in capital because it is going to grow to many times more than what you put in for you to access. Sure. You just, that is something that, that's scaling that and paying large premiums. That is, um, I mean, that, that is what is going to help you. Um, obviously, you know, this policy, um, I mean, it's not life changing, but the fact of what it did, um, how it functioned, all of that is relatable. It could have been smaller and it could have been bigger. Well, yeah, I mean, if you add real scale to that, I mean, just think of all the access you're going to have. Think of what that death benefit is going to be at this point. I mean, if you're paying in 10, 15, 20,000 in right now, think, think 50 years down the line, you're going to have a huge death benefit. But Kyle, that's fifty years from now. <laughs> yep, that's why we, we that's why we talk about thinking long term. Absolutely, I mean it is. Um, I mean you're you're creating a system that is going to benefit you, and in turn it's going to benefit your future generations, your children and your grandchildren. I mean, wouldn't this be awesome if your parents had started this system? Well, yeah, and you know if you're a farmer like. It, it's getting difficult to pass the family farm on. It's pro, I mean, margins are lower. Um, now the government is trying to change tax laws and all that stuff to make it even harder. Trying to take 30% of the land? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can go on about that. Um, but this is just a way to, to help the transition. I mean, you're going to be using that money anyways, whether it's sitting in a savings account, whether you're borrowing it from a bank. Like, you're going to be using capital so why not stick it in a policy where you have access to it and where you have access to more than what you put into it eventually plus handing off a huge death benefit oh absolutely okay kyle um we didn't go over this okay this policy returned um six percent just on the cash value itself if this person passed away um the cash value is fifteen thousand seven hundred fifty five dollars and eighty two cents but the death benefit is $25,599. Talk about a big rate of return right there. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, um, you know, I'm not saying that um, people can't see these things, but it's just a limited perspective on, on the power of what this can really do when you apply it. Oh, yeah. I mean... And I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about, you know, the rate of return on this either. I mean, some people might not like that, but you got this, you got to get some benefit from this for it to work. Like you got to, you got to be having access to more dollars than you put in it. You got to be getting a much bigger death benefit than what you put in it. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people like to say, well, it's all about controlling the money. It's not about rate of return, which yes, yes. And no, I mean, control of money is is absolutely huge but you can control money in a bank account 
So if you're losing your ass and you can uh, control money in your wallet, you can, you can control it in the shoebox. You can control it in the barrel that's buried out in your backyard. I mean, you got you got to be getting some benefit from it. Absolutely, and this absolutely provided value um, to this lady here. I mean, how can you deny that? Absolutely, and and that is what we are trying to convey to you guys. You can do infinite banking with anything. Mm-hmm. It just happens that life insurance works really good. It works really, really good. It's it's the best. I mean, we we can say that it works the best to take control of the banking function of your money, the financing function of your life. Like there's, you can do it with a bank, yes, but it's just not as efficient as the life insurance policy. And if there's ever a point, I guess, you know, where um, something else is more efficient than the life insurance policy, well then you won't be using life insurance policies anymore. That's what policy loans are for. Then you can take advantage of that and- Absolutely. Or whatever. I mean, so- and this, it's worked like this though for a long time. Like there, there hasn't been something ever that has worked better at this function than life insurance to, the, to date. The only thing that has hurt people with the life insurance is canceling the policies. Yeah, that they get upset. I mean, this policy we don't we don't know, but it could have been. I mean, Kyle, this thing could have been between. 10 and 20 years before there was as much cash value in the policy mm-hmm. as, as what was paid into it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that, that would be a really bad time to cancel your policy. And if you did, you'd probably think, man, life insurance sucks. And that's also a very um, profitable deal for the insurance company. It's like if, if these people are canceling their policies before they pass, I know of somebody who was in their seventies who they canceled their policies to, give cash value um to younger family members and you and, know oh man the opportunity that was missed there yeah i mean <laughs> that that death benefit would have been so much more than the cash the cash value was and they could have gifted the policies so they had control of the whoever they you know gave that money to anyways yeah they could have had just control of the policy and used the policy and taxes would have had to been paid on those gains too so just it's just not great <laughs> to do if you're ever- the, the education um is just lacking yes. for people and i find it i find it kind of bad that you know if people are calling in to cancel these policies when they're that old like you know people in the insurance company should be like hey like do you realize what you're doing i don't know if they did or not but it's right I it's mean, just something that goes through your mind yeah. and i mean like this is such a valuable asset this lady in particular this policy we just talked about is 55 years into this if you cancel that you cannot go back no um and say oh man i just talked with my agent and you know that policy i canceled five years ago I would really like to start mm-hmm. paying into that thing again. It doesn't work like that. No, unfortunately so, not. Um, I I hope that's something that you guys will share is um, the power that existing policies have. And I mean, please do not do not cancel that stuff. I no. mean, people talk about policy design all the time and are so critical of other agents and how they design policies. Um, maybe things could have been done a little differently to have a little more access to cash, Kyle, or to have a little bit um, more flexibility with the policy. 
But at the end of the day, it works irregardless. Yeah, it does. A time fixes any mistakes usually with with these policies. Absolutely. And if you're doing it, yeah, you want to do it right if you know. Um, but it, it's not the end of the world, as you can see no. um, with this policy. No. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and for that matter, I mean, paid up additions probably did not exist either at the time this policy was taken out. Probably not. So, and yeah, like we said, I mean, if you guys think we're full of it here, I mean, reach out and we will, we'll show you, we'll show you a policy statement of this. It's, it's pretty cool. So absolutely. Um, just something we came across and we thought, wow, this could, this could really help some people in their journey. Some, uh, some agents do not like to talk about this stuff. Um, but it's your money that you're putting into the policies and you have a right to know. Um, so yeah, even though the policy is not the point, we realize that that's the tool being used. So you want to understand it and there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. So anyways, that's all I have, Kyle. Um, and like we said, um, reach out if you guys do want to see it. So, all right. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks guys. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.